What is up, everybody? And welcome to the very first live streaming broadcast that we, uh, I guess, are doing now of the Silver Tryhards. Uh, for whoa, our whoa, <laughs> I know, right? Um, for our audio listeners, you'll still get this uh, day and date um, on Monday. Uh, what's the date? Uh, January twenty-first. But um, for those who might be tuning in on uh, our live stream on Facebook Live, Twitch, Mixer, etc., wherever you uh, decide to consume our media, um, this is this is the first time we decided to give it a try. And so and you better consume it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you'll get it with all the errors, with all the um, you know the well minutia of what comes see as i'm stuttering over my words <laughs> this is it in its, its purest form <laughs> exactly i sound like uh, <laughs> what's his name porky pig um but uh, i just want to take a minute at the top of the show to actually thank everybody who uh you know those of you who do consume our content those of you who support us on um apple podcasts the various podcast services our new followers on twitch mixer uh, Facebook Live, um, YouTube. Uh, if it weren't for you guys, we we wouldn't be doing this. And uh, we've we've kind of seen uh, a nice little ramp up here at the beginning of the year. And you know, we we truly appreciate it. We we really, you know, um, those of you who have really enjoyed my suffering in Dark Souls, like um, <laughs> man, that's I I will admit it's been a lot more fun than I than I thought it would be. And uh, I, I'm I will continue to. To deliver the best uh the best show uh i can so i guess with that um i'm i'm your host sean love and and with me as always is my co-host ryan trombatori how you doing today ryan i'm doing pretty good uh i'm excited to do this a little earlier than we usually do it which is nice uh we are I think we got a good show today. I think there's a there's a decent mix of like actual good news stories, and we played a bunch of weird shit. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that is definitely the truth. We played um, some some interesting stuff this week. But um, why don't we go ahead and get started like we do every week with the news and the uh, the gamer beat, beat. and uh, kind of an interesting news week. Um, there's been some uh, some interesting stuff going on, and um, and I thought I'd, I would throw out since we're doing this live, we do have our chats up. So if you got something to say, we we are interacting with chat um, this week. We'll see how that goes uh, going forward. So so we are we are on online. We are live. So um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> as we move forward, um, so I, I would say the biggest story of the um week was probably uh ea canceled another star wars game <laughs> so um the first thing they did i mean we, we all know it hit everyone hard when they canceled the um the one what was it from visceral right they just shut them down and uh, we had actually seen footage of that one right or no amy heading sorry amy heading's game right or that was at visceral studios right and um, we had seen some footage of that. And then now they canceled another one, <laughs> another open world Star Wars game. How, I mean, how, how do you feel about that, Ryan? EA doesn't know what the fuck they're doing with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, you, you waited until I took a drink to say that. <laughs> uh, they <laughs> they uh, I mean, look at 
look at the shit that they're making. Like, I feel like Star Wars, I mean, not just in video games, but like, I feel like Star Wars shouldn't be that hard to make good. Uh, and yet, like, I, I just want like some Mass Effect in Star Wars universe. Like, that shouldn't be the worst. Like, just give it to give it to Bioware again. Let them make some stuff, not online. Uh, but like, as we approach know. Anthem, which is one of my most anticipated games of the year. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we all got the Swotor, uh, so you know, we don't we don't need that again. Uh, or or what is it called? Knights of the Old. No, you're right. Star Wars. Um... Yeah, of the old republic. Star Wars, the old republic. Yeah, yeah, the old republic, or whatever. Um, but like, it's just, just the only thing that they've really managed to crank out in the amount of time that they've had this contract to make exclu- exclusively make games is Battlefront, and like, the first one was obviously a disaster. The second one started as a disaster. Now it's like a halfway decent game, but still not really what anybody wants it to be, and like. And then other than that, they're just like shitting the bed all over there. Like they're just like trying things and they're like, well, that doesn't work. And then they try another thing. Ah, that doesn't work. It's it's bad. Yeah. And, you know, I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly agree. Like, um, so I was super excited. So the the Dark Forces series is probably one of my favorite series. Again. Like, I mean, I've grown up playing all of LucasArts games, not just the Star Wars, but even like the like the was the Tim Schafer's games like you know um the adventure games so like I mean Rebel Assault Rebel Assault 2 like I've grown up being a huge Star Wars nerd but also like playing all of these games from the uh, the fighting the flying like sims to the on boots on the ground like Rogue Squadron like all of these and so the one that intrigued me the most was when they're like no man Battlefront 2 and I don't, I mean, we can beat the horse that is Battlefront 2 to death. Like, I'm not even talking the microtransactions. I'm talking, like, the story of Battlefront 2. When we were told, you're going to play as an Empire soldier, and you're like, hell yeah. We're going to be evil. We're going to, you know, we're going to kill younglings. Like, we're going to, let's get into <laughs> this, right? And then it's like, an hour into the game, you're already part of the Rebel Alliance. A spoiler alert, by the way, for Battlefront 2, if you haven't played it, like, a year ago. Right. I mean, it's it passes over the best parts of the story. Right. Like you betray your own um, fellow soldiers like, you know, second mission or something like that. Right. And it's it it just baffles my mind that like, you know, it you're right. They don't know what to do with the license. And I think it's because they can't monetize it. I think they said Candy Crush made like eight. I could be wrong on this number, but like four to eight billion dollars for EA. What last year? So they look at a game, they look at a license like Star Wars, and they're like, "How can we make that kind of money on Star Wars?" Right? And clearly, it wasn't loot boxes because the the gamers gave it a big middle finger. But well, it's it's not even the loot boxes; it's just the fact that it actually makes significant gameplay tweaks to like your statistics and stuff not again we don't want to get too much into that but like it's just it's just bad it's all bad what they did there with the way that that works and the way you level and the whole progression system and equipment system in battlefront 2 is awful yeah i mean look at we're living in a world where you can spend five bucks on a reticle for your gun in 
um, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Hey, hey, one dollar. But still, Excuse the me. fact that you have to pay any money at all, uh, it, like that was, I think that was like one of the nails in the coffin for them and like it kind of broke the straw for, for a lot of people where they were just like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, but, you know, I would go back to that sort of jet. I mean, Force Unleashed kind of did this, but I would go back to that era, like do the Jedi Knight. And I could be looking back on with rose color goggles, right? But do that sort of Jedi Knight era of games, right? Have, have play as an unknown, right? Like play as you don't have to be Luke. You don't have to be Han. You don't have to play as these iconic characters. Play as I would, if I were making the game, this is what I would do. I would be a nobody who is sent to Korriban, which for those who don't know, Korriban, or maybe you do, because you're a nerd like me and you've played these games, but you're sent to the home world of the Sith and you're, you fail out. Maybe you're just, you're no good at being a Sith or maybe you're a slave or something and you're just left for dead. You're just, you're kicked out. And it is literally a revenge seeking game. You go and you have to kill like the Jedi masters who betrayed you, right? The ones like, so you are hunting down the Sith Lords across the galaxy. Like you're hunting down these people who you thought would train you or you thought would like, like these were the people. Cause you know, if you've played star Wars, the old Republic, right? Like it's a survival of the fittest on Korriban, right? But if you like, so you build your own lightsaber out of scraps, you, and you go and it's almost, think of it like kill bill. Like if kill bill were a, uh, a star Wars game and you finally, and along the way and treat it like mass effect, right? Like, do you want to go to this planet or do you want to go to this planet? Like, do you want to, do you want to hunt down this guy on whatever and make him familiar locations? Right. But do you want to hunt down this guy on Alderaan or, and as you work your way through, you can choose what force sensitivity you want to be. Granted, it is a revenge story, but like, you know, you get to the end of the game and there you go. You know, you're done with your revenge. So I don't know. I think that would make for a very interesting Star Wars game. Like, I don't need to be Boba Fett. I don't need to be, <laughs> I don't need to be Darth Vader. I've, yeah. I've seen these characters. I want new, interesting takes on the franchise. I think... I think that sounds pretty cool. I like like the idea of like Kill Bill, but Star Wars basically like you're trying to hunt down each of the people that were involved in the process. But like, uh, I would want something like, like with almost zero Jedi stuff going on. Like current, like like uh, between the first three movies, uh, the original trilogy, where like basically Luke and Yoda are the only Jedi you know, force sensitive people that exist and, and, you know, Vader, but whatever, but you don't actually interact with any of them. It just sort of happens in that time period. And there's just something else going on. Like it it doesn't have to be a story that affects the entire universe to be compelling. Like you remember that bartender on Tatooine. I want his story. (laughs) No, I, I just mean like it could, it could be like a more, uh, like a more intimate story 
of of just one character and like his life in the universe just cuz there, there's so much there just exi- just being in the Star Wars universe those those spaceships those those guns uh you know the blasters and things like just being enriched in that is really cool and i think that's sort of the direction they were trying to go with what the hell was that other canceled one uh it was oh, called uh, it had like numbers in it Star or something Wars 1313 yeah, yeah that one that was you were like, literally a bounty hunter in the underworld of like coruscant which that also sounded extremely interesting and they like, canceled like that would be fine and that doesn't sound very jedi heavy like i wanted to exist in a time where jedis are very minimal and so you don't run into one because in reality in a giant fucking universe you're not gonna run into a jedi around every goddamn corner if there if there are barely any of them left like you don't (laughs) hello there (laughs) you don't you don't (laughs) you don't have to uh you don't have to have uh, your character force sensitive or a jedi with his mind wiped or or something the force doesn't have to be involved to make star wars cool no, I agree. In fact, in Star Wars The Old Republic, I played as an Imperial agent, and which is basically like the advanced class was, uh, to be crude about it, was a sniper, right? Like, that's the easiest way to put it, but was one of the most interesting storylines in that game and had nothing to right. do with the Force at all. I, if, if you... If- I if, I think it's physically impossible for someone to make a game and not include the Force in it with Star Wars. So, at, at minimum, your guy could have maybe some light, light Force sensitivity. And, I don't know, maybe he could affect, like, the luck of things or, or do some, like, really minor mind trick stuff to, like, get past things. But I wouldn't want him to have any combat-based abilities or no, like, pulling spaceships out of the fucking sky, like, in... uh force unleashed and shit like that like just very minimal low-key shit (laughs) like it's it's all right to know it's there and be like you know the force works in mysterious ways but like it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be like here's the fucking force motherfucker (laughs) like thanos pulling a moon down and yeah like it it doesn't need to be like that to be cool. And I think it'd be cool to have like, just like a, that's what was interesting about, like I was hoping rogue one and stuff like that. But even then they have the, Oh, the one with the force force is one with me. And I like that character, but like, you don't have to be like, and here's the force. Don't forget about the force. And over here. Well, I, I did like <laughs> that character too. And that moment of the, yeah. of the film was really impactful, but I liked, like you said, it took a back seat. Um, to basically the dirty dozen, you know, and yeah. so I I didn't have a problem with with that just minor snippet. I'm just and, saying, like um, as an example, like they couldn't not have the force in the movie somewhere, and and, and play be really important to at least one character, you know, like yeah. it couldn't just be like something happens and you're like, ooh, is that the force? It has to be like, yep, I'm one with the force. <laughs> like I am the force guy. <laughs> it's like that's how you remember him is he's that guy who's one with the force like and not that that's not that this is bad but i'm just using that as an example of like regardless of what the star wars media is they need to have the force and like something jedi ish in there otherwise it's just yeah. they're like nah it's not gonna sell if there's not a jedi in it well let's hope that we get um something a little well let me back up let's hope that they don't cancel uh, respawns game the from the titanfall developer right uh, so because that's supposedly coming out fall of this year 
Um, and you know, and if it does still come out, let's hope that it's not ridden with, um, you know, microtransactions. So that's, that remains to be seen. There's still one more star Wars game on the table. And as far as we know, they have full autonomy over it. So we will see. There is still hope out there in the galaxy or far away. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, any last thoughts on, uh, star Wars and EA or, no, I mean, I think we covered that pretty well. We both had our all right. our little thoughts. <laughs> and uh, there was a, a small event. I don't know if, if small is the right word, but there was an event in, uh, I think it was LA, uh, this this week. And Mortal Kombat 11 revealed new characters, their, their story prologue, as well as some gameplay footage. Now, I've kind of, I mean, I've kind of been out of the fighting game scene for a while. Um, specifically I've been kind of out of the Mortal Kombat franchise for the last few games. But so when I saw the story trailer of this, I was lost. Like I was like, Raiden is what evil now? Like who is the guy he, I I mean, not to, I mean, this game is brutal as hell. So, um, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. Um, but well, I, I think we went over this a little bit uh, last time anything Mortal Kombat related news came up where we we said, all right, I'll let you know that like they rebooted the story where Raiden like they got to the point where just like we lose. And so Raiden went back in time or whatever. And which Mortal uh, Kombat was that? I, I want to say it was nine. OK, so they've had two games to sort of build the story back, you know, keep going through things. And I think Sub-Zero is a bad guy now or something, or he was, and, like, a whole bunch of different weird stuff has happened. Good guys are bad guys, bad guys are good guys, and shit like that. And I think they're taking some stuff out of the book of them making the Injustice games where, like, you know, Superman was evil and stuff like that. Now they're like, Raiden's evil. <laughs> so is, is the basic idea behind mortal Kombat. that like this this core story still the same like you know we've come to earth realm send us your best fighters and if the if all the fighters from earth lose then um what's it called then earth is destroyed or whatever like what what Uh, the original story was yeah i don't know i i'll be honest i've never really followed the mortal Kombat story super heavily but it, it seems like there's actually shit going on like i played mortal Kombat 10 like a tiny bit and like the story starts with you like flying through a city and like the apocalypse is happening and like crazy shit and then like you fight some people and it just like it it, it does this it does the same kind of thing injustice does where like story is happening and then you get into a fight because of the story and it needs a fight to happen so i don't think the original mortal Kombat thing is is sort of a thing anymore now it's just like power plays people trying to do things and i don't know okay all right i want bo rai cho <laughs> you want what bo rai cho okay i need to catch myself up on the lore of this because mortal Kombat it does look interesting and i mean when i say this game's brutal i mean it is gore for the sake of gore i mean it is like it what cracks me up about it is like they have these new mechanics that they introduced, I guess. Like they have a bar going vertically on the left side of the screen or I mean on the side of the screen and then another bar going horizontally that I guess is used as almost like a consumable for like, okay, now I can do an offensive move and then I can do a defensive move. And when you do these special offensive and defensive moves, it consumes part of that bar. It looked like two of them each. 
And then when right. your health falls below 30%, uh, you can do what's called a fatal blow. And these fatal blows, man, like people's faces getting smashed in, bones getting broken. And I'm probably not even like this is stuff Mortal Kombat fans already know. But uh, it's just it cracks me up when uh, like just the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Suspension of disbelief when like Scorpion's spear goes through the back of someone's head and then it's like they're still fighting. (laughs) It's just that's the stuff that cracks me up. But it's still, you know the attention to detail and like the animations and modeling that had to go into all this. I respect that craftsmanship. Cause it's like, dude, you had to animate so much stuff for this level of like fatalities that I hope people appreciate that fans of the game. I hope they appreciate that. So anyway, uh, do you have any, any other takes on, uh, on MK 11? Are you going to play it or I mean, no, <laughs> I, I'm never big on fighting games, so I mean, I, I like I said, I played the very beginning of ten because I bought it because it was like five bucks or something for the full collection, and I was like, yeah. Uh, but like, I played a little bit, and I wasn't mad at it. But like, then I just started playing another game that I was more interested in, and <laughs> didn't go back to it because like I don't know, fighting games just don't hold my interest very well. Uh, but this one looks like you can like put equipment on your fighters and stuff in different ways. And, oh yeah. Like, totally to alter them, that. which yeah. looks cool. I was in, I'm into that. That might be something a little more to draw me in. That's kind of up my alley. That was um, something uh, that was big in injustice too. Also. Right. Oh. Right. So, um, I like that. I just keep thinking of the fatality where he rips that dude's face off. Oh, like he pulls the skin off and then like punches yeah. the brain out or something. It was yeah, you can like see all the viscera and like his eyeballs and stuff are still there, but he just tore like the surface skin off his face. Yeah, and you're just <laughs> so fatalities are funny. Yeah, um, I want them to bring yeah. back babalities, like where you turn them into babies. That was from yeah. like Mortal Kombat two or three. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like I said, I haven't been into mortal Kombat, like i played one i think i mentioned this last time we talked about it i mean i played the one where you walk around the big overworld map um i think it came out after the sub-zero like standalone game but, i did not play that <laughs> uh, yeah i did not play the sub-zero one either but before that i mean it was really just mortal Kombat one two and three that i really got it was two specifically two was the heyday so this is you know this is kind of like uh maybe i'll give it a try again but so anywho um moving on um so if you have nintendo switch online um yeah segue from you know non-family friendly games to family friendly games um (laughs) nintendo switch online apparently there was some guy out there who went through thousands and tens of thousands of lines of code and found um what appears to be uh rumors of snes games coming to the switch and (laughs) most of them are stuff on that, you know, that little $70, $80 um, mini console that most people rushed out and paid hundreds of dollars to eBay scammers, not scammers, um, uh, resellers. Um, but yeah, most of them appear to be that, like the staples, Super Mario World, Link to the Past, like um, I think F-Zero was on there. Um, Star Fox 2, which was, which was the draw of buying that well, other console to begin with. I mean, they haven't really found all, all of them. It's take it with a grain of salt, basically, because like 
sure they they found some stuff in there, but uh, from what it sounds like, all they found were like the descriptions of these games. Like like if you were to choose it on the menu, it would show you the description of it. So that that could be placeholder information for all we know that gets replaced later by something else, and 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 you know nothing could ever come of it. But I certainly hope something comes of it, considering right now. The stuff you're getting, I mean, they've got so many games that yeah. they could make available, and they decide to take their absolute oldest titles that, like, sure, they, they're good and they're nostalgic, but, like, nobody's fucking getting Switch Online for that. Like, if you put Super Nintendo in there, people would get Switch Online for that. What I don't get is, why don't they do what PlayStation did until they release that statement saying they were going to stop doing it where it's like you get you know let's for the sake of argument you get a wii you get a nintendo 64 you get an snes and an nes game each month so like one from every category where you know before playstation um online whatever the hell it's called you got you know you got a ps4 game or two ps4 games of two ps3 games a vita game and a psvr game like you got one from every category like instead of rolling this out where like you know i don't care about the special mode for zelda where it's like okay you have a bunch of items and you get to play the game for 20 minutes like i don't want that like i don't even play zelda with you even even if they just did like uh hey uh we're adding more systems and we're gonna come out with four games a month it wouldn't have to be specific systems even if one month was all nes i'd be like you know what next month will be better like, and, and that would at least give them the option and the time to, like, acquire possible licensing for games, you know, that, that you know, are on their systems, but they don't own everything for, things like that. More, I mean, but at that point, you'd have to wonder if they would try and raise the price of Switch Online, because uh, on the other hand, you, you're like, you know, I'm only paying 20 bucks, like, in a, a year for this. I would have no problem with them raising it to 50 bucks like the other ones. If they integrated voice chat, <laughs> like, yeah, like, and, um, yeah, there's a few other things I would add. Here's a crazy idea. What if, because like you said, they have such a huge library of games. Let's say for example, no licensing issues, right? Let's just say for licensing issue was off the table. How would you feel if they said you got two credits a month, right? And you could pick any two games from our extensive library of games from let's just say it was from Nintendo to N64 each it's month. Like some, it's like some audible shit, but for, for Nintendo games. Yeah, like it sounded like would you would you prefer that if the price went up? I'd still do that, yeah. I'd get to pick my games and then, you know, you could buy games outright if you wanted to. Yeah, and it was any two, like per month, as opposed right. to what they were doing. Right, but you could always pick two and then be like, you know what, but I really want to support it and I want this game, so I'll buy it, you know, separately. Yeah. That'd be cool too, but, you know, that that's probably not going to happen. That's, no, the no. Far, that's the farthest outside option. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my dream because then, you know, everybody would think, oh, well, I'll just get the Mario World first. And it's like, yeah. oh, but then next Zelda. Like, I feel like that would dangle the carrot enough if they limited, like, the credits. They would they would dangle the, cre- uh, the carrot enough where you'd be like, then I want this one. Oh man, but now I gotta wait till next month. And like it would it would keep people subscribed because they would constantly want new games. So 
But anyway, eh, that's my don't know. So anyway, like like Ryan said, take this news with a grain of salt. Who knows if we're getting um, SNES games? They better. Otherwise, you know, no one's going to continue to pay for Switch Online if all you're going to get is The Adventures of Lolo, which came out a couple months ago. And I, I, I'll admit I played it, but... I have the Switch credit, and I still haven't, like, paid for the online service. I did the seven days for free to play a little bit of Smash Online, and then I was like, all right, I'm not going to actually get it. Because, like, I know for, like... I know when it was coming out, we're like, we're going to play Smash together, but we both know that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, and I'm not going to play Switch, Smash with anybody else. So, cause you know, I'll be like, do you want to play Smash? And you'll be like, no, let's just play Heroes. And then we play <laughs> Heroes instead. <laughs> unless, unless there's like a time when we actually want to stream Smash and like watch, well, let's just be honest, Ryan will probably beat me in Smash. But, um, but like, uh, unless we want to stream it, that'll probably be the only time we'll, you know, We'll fork over a you know a twenty dollar bill to Ooh. pay for Smash or Switch Online. Really um, twisted my arm. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I know how he thinks. He's gonna be like, "Oh, twenty bucks," but then buy this. <laughs> Damn straight. That's something I'll play for far longer. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's look out for those potential leaks. Um, you know, if you believe people on Twitter. Um, so. Valve is a company that used to make games. Some might say they actually still make games. One of those games... And they'd be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) One of those games is Artifact. Um, So Artifact is a card game you may or may not have heard of. When it launched, around 60,000 people, well, closer closer to 61,000 people played that game. 97% 97% of their player base has dropped off. A mere 1,600 people still play the game. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about this. Artifact has been kind of a shit show from the beginning. It got announced, and the, the crowd booed because they thought it was going to be a new actual game, and then they made a card game. The following year, they cheered because they had had time to get over it. And then the game came out, and everybody got super pissed because you could only get decks through buying. And then they did a 180 saying they weren't going to make any nerfing or changes and be like, you know what? It's necessary to make certain changes to please the players. And so yeah, they don't know. Valve does not know what the fuck they are doing <laughs> with video games. Like, Ever since they stopped actually making things, I don't know if they can make a thing anymore. Well, here's the thing. the um, There was a, a post on Reddit about this actual story. And the um, I asked, I said, so I said, all monetization aside, all buying packs, all having to grind for packs, all of that aside, is this game actually fun? Don't know. And, I don't know the rules. Well, yeah, thing, I said, I said, I've only watched like one or two gameplay videos from when they announced the game. Right. I haven't like, looked at anything for it. And, Not even one. And some people responded. They were like, yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, they said, they're like, yeah, this game is legit fun. And, um, and we got, um, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, uh, so, um, <laughs> Sorry, someone was uh, was uh, messaging us in our chat um, about why uh, Onimusha came out. It took some, so long to come out. Well, thanks for the uh, thanks for the um, 
the fun fact there, Mirage. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll mention that once we talk about Onimusha. Yeah, and um, but yeah, so this um, uh, what's my train of thought? Oh, but anyway, but they said the game is legit fun because you have to think three moves ahead. Because long story short, you have three separate lanes that you play on, so it's like playing three separate card games at the same time. And so I was like, okay, that sounds interesting, but. Again, the trouble with monetization, the the problem with throwing the trade, like if you go on, I don't know what it is now, but I watched the trends of when cards first came out, people were selling them for like 30 bucks on the Steam marketplace and then watching that stock market basically tank down to like 30 cents. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, it just, I can understand the frustration. Well, I mean... The Steam marketplace has always been kind of like, in my opinion, like a shady ass place. So I, I don't know. And they're they're just trying to keep everything inside of their little universe, and they just want to do whatever is possible to make the most amount of money. And they should have just made a free to play thing if they really wanted to do that. Because I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a successful digital card game. Why not follow the lead of literally every other successful digital card game like Hearthstone and fucking Magic the Gathering? Like, <laughs> if Magic the Gathering's doing it, it's probably a good fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that is true. Magic- They've been around a little bit longer than you making card games, just a little. Yeah, Magic Arena um, is doing so well like i hear everybody playing it that it's like hey, maybe i should check out this magic arena <laughs> like they you know have that standalone client and uh yeah and they're doing you know they're not doing too shabby so it makes it actually legitimately makes me want to check it out so um the sad that the failure of artifact makes me want to check out magic again which was something i used to play you know in board game shops not too not too long ago so <laughs> but yeah so Anyway, um, I feel bad for Valve only because they are one of the few developers I used to really respect. Like, Left 4 Dead 2 is still... Like, I love Left 4 Dead 1, but the reason I say Left 4 Dead 2 is because you can play Part 1 and 2 right now. But um, Left 4 Dead 2 is one of my favorite first-person shooters of all time because you legitimately... I didn't know if that was a sound effect of what I just said or not. Oh anyway. no, I'm sorry. I hit my uh, my mic arm, so oh, okay. it kind of I was reverberated. Like, oh, I was like, I didn't know if you were putting an accent on my uh, statement. So, um, but anyway, no, Left 4 Dead 2 is one of my favorite FPSs. Have to work together. Can't go running off. Like both both sides of the team, the undead and the um, humans, have to work together to win the objective. Um, I would say the only flaw of that game is it you can get runaway. Like by the time you get to the fourth part of the map, if one team's winning by like a thousand points, like there is no way the other team can win. Like, but anyway, um, I digress. So, but, but it, it makes, go ahead. I think it says something for the quality and the the level of fun for the things that Valve used to make that there are still this many years down the line, people that like have a faith in them and like, are like, yeah, they'll, they'll, you know, the next thing they make will be good and things like that. When, when really it's like, you think they're going to, the game's just in a giant tub of money every day. Like he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit about the games anymore. (laughs) And knives. Don't forget about his knife collection. Yeah. Uh, And like, 
I don't know. I just don't feel like they're making games. They're playing around with prototypes and stuff, just seeing what they could do to make more money. Well, I mean, this wasn't like headline news. I, I feel like it was either earlier this week or late last week, but the writer that, you know, had left Valve, like their big like head writer guy, is he announced like on Twitter or something that he's still consulting with them. So Oh knows? yeah, they they rehired him, but for all we know that could just be so they can write some fucking story shit for Artifact <laughs> and they can tack on a story mode or something. He's, like, he's writing the flavor text for Artifact. <laughs> yeah, like it could be for any number of things. It could turn out that they write something and then they cancel it internally and never announce it and then he leaves again. Like I'm hold, I'm not holding out hope that they make anything anytime soon that anyone gives a shit about. All right, well, we've we've beaten Valve uh, like like EA and the other games we've beaten this dead horse enough. So um, good news. If you play Elder Scrolls Online, uh, they're getting a new expansion and it comes with dragons. So um, which cool, I guess they're like, yeah. you know, dragons aren't just for Skyrim anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Pretty yeah. You know, if you don't if you don't put your dragons in this, pretty soon you'll see Skyrim on on your Apple Watch or something. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you wanna you wanna run down the details of uh of this new expansion? Uh, sure. I mean, they're not. It's I haven't played it in a while. I think I played last time I played was. I'll be honest. I don't remember which expansion I played last time. They keep making them, but they're adding elsewhere, which I think is how it's pronounced. I might be wrong. Which they haven't done that since what was that Daggerfall? Am I wrong? Uh, well, so was da- did Daggerfall come after Morrowind? No. The Morrowind, oh. I think, was the last one. Morrowind hit elsewhere. No, uh, dude, I don't remember. Like, I don't play ESO, but I thought uh, this was pretty big news. Like, I haven't played yeah, ESO yeah. since it came out. <laughs> uh, I don't remember which continent the elsewhere one is. I think oh, it's the elf. What the elf on? I sorry, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant which expansion came out last. No, no, no. The, yeah, you're right. The the one Morrowind expansion did come out last. Uh, and then now they're doing elsewhere, which I think is like the elf homeland. Um, well, they're doing this whole season of the dragon thing where they're going to add in like world events where dragons attack things and then everyone has to band together and fight them. And they're adding in a new class, the Necromancer, which sounds interesting. Um, I haven't played the game in a long time, so I honestly don't remember how the classes work all that well beyond you know that there are different ones <laughs> and they all have their own abilities uh I, I remember you can like level up all your skills and stuff just like in in the games which is cool i like that and i might actually go back and try it now that it's been i was so thinking long. the same thing i was like huh <laughs> i haven't played this in so long i bet the game is kind of like final fantasy 14 right i think the game came out People didn't respond well to it because they wanted Skyrim. They basically wanted to play the game solo, right? Yeah. So, well, well, they were the first game to put, or the first like MMO thing to put world scaling in, so you can like go anywhere and the enemies will just scale to your level. Yeah, and which that's... I think is cool. And then WoW kind of did it later in a different way. Um, yeah. But yeah, whole new, whole new nation, whole new class, a whole bunch of dragon new shit. World. They're they're dragging out this dragon-based storyline. They said over like a whole year, starting with like a patch, a pre-patch basically, 
and then kind of moving into the expansion and beyond. So that's cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing that. And I, like I said, I might check it out again. I have no since it's free to play. I'm you know there. I have nothing to lose. I bought it on PC um, way back in the day, so I have an account. Um, right, uh, it's free to play beyond the initial purchase, so you just have to buy like the disc of the game. And my but, computer uh, is much better than when I bought it. So. Yeah, <laughs> I have it on Xbox. So I'd probably have to buy it if we wanted to play it again together, but that'd be fine. I mean, I don't remember where the hell I was in the game anyway. Yeah, I I don't remember. I <laughs> I think I tried playing a few. I don't. You know, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so another little thing we're gonna touch on, and this is just a a quick tidbit uh, before we move on to the games we've been playing, is Rocket League is now fully crossplay. Yay! So if you're a fan of that, you could play on your Switch play on your ps4 finally you can play pc against each other just like fortnite so yep so far it's just fortnite and rocket league who have full all cross-platform yeah play. so so you can click that nice shot nice shot to everybody <laughs> and let's and let's hope that but not expect that this will spur them to do it with more games <laughs> i know right because sony doesn't give a shit what you think yeah they think <laughs> i mean i have a ps4 i love my ps4 exclusives but they do truly believe that even their third-party games that the playstation is the best place to play they are just as cocky as they were in the years of the ps2 and ps3 that's what that's what caused their well, fall uh, right right well that's that's what it is they were cocky during the ps2 and then they came out with some shit for the PS3, so the Xbox took over. And then Xbox got all cocky, so they come out with some shit for the Xbox One. And PlayStation's like, we gotta please everybody, so they made it better. And now they're getting all cocky again, and so they're gonna come out with the PS5 or whatever, and it's gonna be garbage. And Xbox is gonna <laughs> be trying so hard to please that they're gonna make a good system again, and it's gonna flip right back. It's my prediction right now. Well, they're going to put everything on Game Pass, so all you have to do is pay $100 for the entire year, and you get you all these games. awesome exclusives, <laughs> right? They're actually coming out with some cool stuff on there. Like, I'm actually pretty happy that I have it right now because I'm, play I'm playing Darksiders, and it's on there. Yeah, and um, Crackdown and Gears are gonna all going to come out on Game Pass. It, the only weird thing is we have Game Share, right? So that's the only reason I have it is because you have it, but I have to log in as you to go and download a game for some reason. Huh. Like, uh, I don't know if maybe that was just it being broken when I first set it as my home Xbox, but every time I went in there, it was like, get Game Pass now. And I was like, fuck you. And then I, like, <laughs> I logged in as you and downloaded it. Like, I just had to start the download and then log back in as myself. And it was like, yeah, go ahead and play it. And I was like, why? Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> it's making it one step too hard. Yeah. I mean, that's the same kind of thing that works for the PlayStation. And we're going to set up game sharing for that for Kingdom Hearts. So. If you play the, I won't even give it to you until you play the other Kingdom Hearts. I'll stop you from trying. I'm just gonna watch. I'm just gonna watch a recap video, and then when it has no, when Kingdom Hearts three has no emotional impact on me, you'll be like, I told you to play the other two. I'll be so mad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll probably play them. All right. Uh, I've actually started playing the first one. I, I it's funny. I bought the 1.5 2.5 remix on PS4, traded it in, and then I got. I think I only played part one. And I got to Alice in Wonderland, whatever. Yeah. So I'm not that far into it, but you have to play one. You have to play two, and you have to play Birth by Sleep. After that, you can you can really watch like 
recaps or read recaps or whatever if you want for the other games like they're not absolutely vital to play but like in order to form the attachment to the characters to give a shit about them you have to play at least those three (laughs) i will consider playing kingdom hearts um (laughs) so um i hear it's one of those things you either love it it's like the last jedi right you either love it or you hate it so uh or not hate it but you just either love it or don't get it yeah anyway that's the week that's the news and now we're moving on to the games we have been playing this week um so i'll just introduce this we have both been playing dark souls but different versions of it so why don't you go (laughs) ahead and start with yours um go ahead sure i'm gonna stay spoiler free uh in the extent of that sean is doing a blind run for himself of regular dark souls and i am playing uh, if you're watching the video, you can see it above me. Uh, Dark Souls Daughters of Ash, which is a mod that sort of remixes the game and adds new bosses and enemies and stuff. So I'm just going to say stuff that I know Sean has already seen and how it's different in certain ways. So, for instance, the first boss, the Tauren, or the, the giant Tauren demon, Taurus demon, he usually jumps from, like, the tower on the other side as you come out onto that bridge he changes his mind now he wants to jump from the tower that you come out of and there's crossbow guys further out shooting you so it kind of makes it more difficult and he can land on you as he jumps off the tower other than that the boss isn't any different so that wasn't that crazy but like i was going through the undead burg which they changed just now called the undead parish and i was i went back to the firelink shrine bonfire and all the enemies had come back even though i hadn't slept at a bonfire so I was like, do enemies just come back when I leave an area for too long, regardless of whether or not I sat? And like, I've literally only found one bonfire outside of Firelink. And I've been playing the game for like three hours. <laughs> That's That sucks. Or or more. And like, uh, like they're, they're, I, went, I got to the bridge right after the Taurus team, and I know you've been there. And the dragon's there, right? And... Wait, so you haven't found a bonfire beyond the bridge? No. Oh, man. I can yeah. say that now as I've played the game. I know how you feel. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I haven't played... T- Sorry, we had somebody on Twitch say something. Hasn't touched his Xbox since 2015, and the last thing he played was ESO. Uh, I Just a side note to, to respond to him. I play my Xbox a lot because I had Xbox 360, and so I got an Xbox One first, and I'm just sort of in that Xboxian ecosystem. Uh, though PS4 totally has better exclusives and everything. But anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> back to talking about Daughters of Ash. But um, but thanks for commenting, Mirage Leonardo. Um, the... Um, I was trying to think. Oh yeah, the dragon. Yeah. So you said you you got to the bridge with the dragon, and he's still right. there. So so you got shot with fire when you crossed it the first time, and then he <laughs> landed. Right. He was just over there already for me, and I was like, cool. Literally, the second you take a f- step on the bridge, like you come out that door, he immediately flies, and he shoots fire farther than he usually does. So they modded it so his fire goes all the way out to Solaire out on the bridge there. That guy that you talked to. Okay. So, 
literally there's no way for me to get to that bridge like that hole halfway down that you just walked on over to <laughs> it's impossible i tried you get hit by fire every time and you instantly die uh, they also modded it. This is a thing that happens in Demon's Souls, and they haven't done since Demon's Souls. But in Demon's Souls, you know how your guys, your guys hollow, right? Like you're all skin oh, and bones and yeah, shit. Yeah. So when you're hollow, in this mod, you have less maximum health than you normally do. Wait, uh, which, wait, wait. Which, Does that mean you gain health when you have humanity? In this mod, yes. That's definitely not a normal mechanic. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I thought you were about to spoil something for me for no, Dark no, no. Souls. No, no. That's a thing for this mod specifically. Like, you can see where my max health should be, and it's grayed out down to a certain point because I'm hollow at the time. That's not a normal thing. That is a thing they did in Demon's Souls, which was the prequel-ish sort of thing that was PS3. But they didn't do it after that because they were like, yeah, it's kind of, you know difficult and, and makes the game a lot harder uh but that's a thing again in this mod and so it's more difficult and i'm having to take entirely different pathways to get to places and i keep thinking i'm clever like trying to find my way back and like it's it's not going well for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm dying a lot like they they put they're putting enemies that are much stronger than i'm normally fighting at this point in the game in areas i'm having to like use my foggy memory of the game to like try and work my way through areas so oh this is something you already saw as well so you know that big weird scorpion thing with the spear uh that made of stone with no head that shoots lightning oh that, yeah that i ran past because i was like oh yeah i don't need to fight this and they really i probably do <laughs> yeah so uh he's a boss now in the mod like you cannot skip him you go through a fog wall and then you have to fight him. And I was like, no, because <laughs> I got I got to him another way because there is another way to get to him because of the mod. It like opened up a shortcut that you would usually find later. So uh, but the mod changed it. So now it's something I can go through now. But I was like, oh, I'll run back up there and then that'll get me to the church. Nope. Can't get past that guy because he's fucking way too hard for the amount of strength I have right now. Uh, I'm having a I'm having a rough time, but that's the weird redo. I, I haven't seen any new bosses except I guess technically that guy's a new boss, even though he's an enemy that already existed in the game. Um, but I did see a new enemy, but I didn't fight it because I couldn't because there was a locked door in the way. <laughs> but it looked it looked scary. It had its back turned to me. It looked like one of those. Balder Knight guys that you were fighting, the ones that have like the rapiers and then the other ones have the straight swords. Oh, yeah, those rapier guys. I, oh, I hate those yeah. guys. They parry you. Yeah, those guys are assholes. So he one parried me. So I jumped in the air. I'm coming at him, double axe about to come down. And he he's went, he swatted me away and then stabbed <laughs> me. And I'm like, how, like I could get parrying a normal attack, but the fact that he parried me jumping in the air was bullshit. Like just hundred percent bullshit. So, yeah. Um. But yeah. So were you were you done with Daughters of Ash? I, I was just gonna say the new enemy that I saw from behind looked like one of those guys, except giant. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. So Ryan was playing Daughters of Ash because I was tricked into doing a Dark Souls remastered gameplay. 
So blind. I want I want to call out blind blind 100 blind. So I want to call out um, Ryan's brother Chris Trombatore, who this was his idea. I want to thank him because um, a lot of people are watching now and enjoying it. So it, this was his idea. So thank you, and I hate you. Um, yeah, he he got the word that Sean had never played and never didn't know anything about it, and he's like, "You got to do a blind oh, run." It was, it was, uh, <laughs> I self-admitted like two episodes ago, I'd never played Dark Souls. Like, I yeah, just, it was just that's, series... that's, where, that's where he figured it out because he listens to the podcast and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was originally, so I just had mentioned it and then, oh, I, it wasn't like I went out of my way to not play it. I just passed me by and then it became this sort of cult game that was like whispered in the, the alleyways, like, like, oh, you you don't want to play dark souls. That game is hard. And then it became, yeah. then it became this meme thing where you just see you died on things. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I've experienced that. I've seen that screen more than I have, you know, the actual game. And, <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, people like if, if, if you like dark souls, blind runs, I have been playing, I have been dying. We have like five different parts up right now. I've made it through undead Berg. I made it to the undead parish. I made it to plant land. I forget what it's actually called. And then I realized, Oh, I forgot what the dude said in the beginning. Once you make it out of the asylum that I was supposed to ring the bell in the church. So I went back to the church, fought a couple, two really big enemies. Um, the dancing asshole with the trident, um, who has his? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. He's, he's... So I'm pretty sure you don't really see any of those in the game anymore. Um, but I don't think you noticed like what he was actually doing when he was dancing. Uh, there might be one more in the game somewhere else, but what he's doing is he's powering up those hollow zombies. No, I even said that. I said, that he oh, did was, you? yeah, I, I commented on the stream that he, like the zombies could basically kill me in one hit because they had yeah. that glowing stuff on them. So yeah. that's why the time that I actually beat him, I made sure I'm like, let me hug the wall. Cause I could pull him without pulling right. the zombies, so I was able to kill him. And oh, then, okay. so that, yeah, I, I figured that out when I died the hundredth freaking time on him. So I killed yeah. him, and then uh, for those who are, might be interested in watching this stream, I ended up, um, what's it called? I got all the zombies down to one zombie, and I even had an Estus flask left, but one, the last zombie had one hit left on him, and he killed me. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop the stream here because all I have to do is go kill those zombies and then I can continue my trek up the church. And I'm sure it's not as simple as killing those zombies and ringing the bell. I'm sure there's like five more layers and a hundred <laughs> more enemies. Like, cause every time, like uh, there was someone watching the stream earlier and I was like, Oh, something tells me if I round this corner, there's going to be an enemy there. And I was kind of like inching and I peeked. And a zombie took a sw- or yeah, an undead or whatever took a swing, and I'm like, haha! The guy was like, smart boy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's uh, I'm in like, I get so frustrated at the game, which I think is the entertaining part for people, and at the same time, I can't stop thinking about. It. So, it's it's definitely challenging for sure. N- definitely out of my wheelhouse, um, but I will continue to play it. I don't know when the hell I'll ever finish it because I feel like it'll take me the entire year. If I play all three games plus Bloodborne, I feel like it'll take me the whole year. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. Um, but that's uh, Dark Souls Remastered. It's definitely trying my patience. 
Um, <laughs> but there was a game we both played actually last night, and unfortunately our stream messed up, but um, it was a way out. <laughs> so, yeah. so Ryan, we, we never actually talked about what we thought of the game, but we both had a good time making fun of it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it's fun, but it's like really uh, cliched and like predictable. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we kept predicting what was going to happen next. We're like, oh yeah, I bet uh, you were like, this guy knows how to find stuff, and he's like, I heard you know how to find things. And we're like, ah, yeah, I literally said that right before the guy said, hey man, I heard you, the guy who knows how to get things, like, and literally like, so that same guy, like, so I said that right before because it's basically like, it's like someone watched the Shawshank Redemption, like, yeah, and I'm then like, he's. He's bringing you the thing, and you're like, "I've got you the special edition." And he's like, "I have something special for you." And you're like, "Oh, there it is again!" Yeah, and and yeah, so like I called like ten different bits of dialogue before it happened, and that's what makes me so mad that the stream messed up and the yeah. and the record the overall recording messed up. So it made me so mad that it didn't save. And then Ryan, there's a part where Ryan's like boy, I bet we got to cross a bridge to our freedom. And I'm like, not. A, and then he said that. And then I was like, but only after we steal a police car. And literally we come around this corner and there's a bridge. And I'm like, Ryan, there's your bridge to freedom. And then we have a choice, steal police car or go under the bridge. I'm like, no, Ryan, we have to steal the police car. So our prediction is correct. And then it says like, press X to go full speed. And it was like, oh shit, dude, we just, we have predicted this game down to the, like, the idiotiest, abidiest cliches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the guy is being all evil, and you're like, you're like, he's going to shoot them. And then he's like, no deal. And then he takes his gun out and shoots both of them, and you're like, call it. <laughs> I would say the only, like, I mean, the game's funny. Like, we both want to continue to play it to know what happens. But, like, yeah. my, I think my favorite moment is because it, it'll do split screen, and you'll do different things at the same time. And Ryan's character, this was when we were still in the prison. Ryan's character was just sitting there having lunch and my character goes up to like these two guys are in the way and he's like it's like excuse me I want some lunch or whatever he's like he's like hey this guy wants some lunch do you think he wants lunch nah man I don't know and then one of them was like help them listen or push them out of the way and so I clicked help them listen he just smacks them both in the ears like, and- like he smacks him in the face like a bitch slap he's like whack whack and they're like hey man what's your problem and he's like I want to eat <laughs> Like it's so, so I know some people say like David Cage's games, like Detroit and heavy rain have like are cheesy and have some heavy handedness to it. This is worse. Like, like it is, it's just very like, imagine like police procedurals, right? Like law and order or NCIS. Imagine like when you go to your parents' house and they're watching TV and they have something like that on, but like, the hallmark version of that like like the b movie version of the police tv show your parents watch that is this but you can't stop playing because you want to know the story you want to know what happens like it's just that it's like staring at a car wreck yeah it's fun though i think i think yeah i'm down to play it again because just us talking and joking about it was fun yeah it was probably more fun than the game itself (laughs) true as long as you're yeah because you can't not play it with someone else you have to play yeah. two player i did like that part where we had to look out for each other while we were doing the toilet thing though oh, okay that was pretty cool so there <laughs> there was a section where we were um trying to literally escape so we're we're pulling the toilet back we're chiseling and unscrewing things while guards were on patrol 
So one person had to be the lookout while the other person was doing it and then pass the chisel to the other guy because our cells are next to each other and let the other person do it. So and if at any point the guard sees one of you doing it, you're it's gone like uh, you fail and have to start yeah. over. So that was kind of cool. And um, <clears throat> but it's. I feel like the game's designed more for the story. <laughs> and the story's making me laugh. So. Yeah, right now the story's extra generic i was like i'm just waiting i'm waiting for him to be like leo is harvey's brother like some kind of twist like that i'm just waiting for it yeah so but it's um i'm still i'm still enjoying my time with it and um we'll i hear it's a short game so we'll probably finish it um we'll probably maybe stream or record our last or you know the rest of the gameplay sessions and we just do a previously on at the beginning of like kind of explain our points up till then but uh we'll see just have just have some clips of our audio of us talking but not actually the video since the video is all fucked up yeah so anyway um (laughs) that's that and i think did we both we both played onimusha warlords as well we did all right i probably i don't know if i played it as much as you did i got just inside the first like temple once i have two swords you beat the first boss and then i pretty much stopped the the big demon dude yeah okay yeah so i'm probably going to be more negative than you but i feel like in the world of shadow of the colossus and resident evil 2 this game doesn't need to exist like i mean maybe its price point justifies its existence but i feel like like, for example, that first boss fight, right? It's basically just avoid him running at you and then come back and hit him. Avoid him running at you, come back and hit him, right? But my God, the camera on that boss fight is so maddening. Like, it's it's almost like they did absolutely nothing to quote-unquote remaster this game. That's how it feels. They could have. I didn't. I didn't actually look it up for this conversation. But this game feels like they did not remaster anything. Like aside from maybe giving it a little polish on on the graphics, but but I know they did the graphics. They redid all the music. The music sounds much better than the music. I actually enjoy the music. Yes, I will give the music props. But the game itself, like, I like I said in the in the era of here's these like Spyro, Crash, like all these other games that are getting a real remaster treatment. Like this almost feels insulting. I hate to say it that way, but it does, right? Like, I was having fun with it. I I played this originally, not Onimusha Warlords, but Onimusha Genma, I think it's called, which was a re-release that they had already done of this game on the original Xbox uh, after PlayStation Two, um, and they had added some areas, and there was a new kind of orb that could make you turn invulnerable temporarily uh and and some some other garbage but uh i don't know why they didn't remaster that version honestly since it had additional content uh maybe they didn't like the content that they added or something but um having played that i you know obviously most of the game is the same they added some areas they didn't take anything out so uh i think it looks really good like the, the pre-rendered backgrounds, you know, being remastered and everything, and um, having some nostalgia for this game in the first place. I'm like, I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to do the the two achievements. I was trying to do 
uh, beat the game without upgrading your swords or using any jewels and beat the game without using any healing. And I've done that so far. Uh, but, you know, I've only beaten the first boss. <laughs> well, I mean, I do think the pre-rendered backgrounds look nice. Like, they almost look like a painting. So mm -hmm. I It do feels like... And, and I know this was made kind of to be like that, uh, but it's it feels like Resident Evil, but like Samurai Age, you know, using swords instead of guns. Uh, it's got that... And, and, and you say you hate the camera angles, but like it's got those specific types of camera angles that resident evil games do where like it's always kind of like up in the corner it's like they put it in the corner of the room or something and did like an overhead shot and stuff like that and then it changes as you go throughout the room to get different camera angles of uh, it. don't confuse i'm not saying i hate it what i'm saying is it, it feels antiquated it feels very of its time like this feels like a ps2 game and right. um and so like um more to the point is it feels definitely like like it feels like i like i joked before feels like i'm playing dino crisis too <laughs> like it feels well, I mean, a remaster doesn't necessarily have to be like a reimagining like resident evil 2 is uh i guess, it, I guess it just, and then it also doesn't have to be on the scale of spyro or crash because like that's redoing all the graphics like since this game is pre-rendered backgrounds originally anyway the best they could do is what redraw the backgrounds and that seems kind of disrespectful to it so i mean the best thing they can do is upscale them i think they did the best they could with the remaster that they could do i i mean i i disagree but like i mean if they if, you know, <laughs> if i'm going to i guess if i'm going to remaster it like they could have they could have done the same thing they could have done it from the ground up and just like and not done the the camera they could have like resident evil they had to completely redo the combat in Resident Evil 2 because right. uh and the scares and where all that stuff was because of using the new engine and using the new the combat from RE4 and RE7. So, I guess if they had done a completely different style of combat for Onimusha while maintaining the core of the game with the orbs and the swords and all that stuff. So, I guess my point is is in an era when we get so many good remasters, like this just kind of feels I hate to say it this way, but it feels kind of bottom tier to me. And so, but it, and but it's not, it's not, it's okay to, for it to be like that though. And like, and you're right. The price point does allow it to be less of like an, more of an overhaul, less of like a remaster, but there's some, there's value in making that kind of game available to a new generation of people that, you know, otherwise would not have the chance to play this unless they were willing to go through, you know, the more illegal emulating means. <laughs> and you know what? I 100% agree with that too. Like exposing this kind of, you know, exposing something, you know, if you're a younger, you know, if you're a 13 year old or something and you've never played a PlayStation 2 game, like, yeah. this is perfect. Like, I, you know, I await the remaster of The Bouncer from Square Enix. <laughs> <laughs> they had they had three of these games and they were all on PS2 or three main title ones. So I mean, this might be a good way for them to gauge interest on whether or not they want to make another one. Hey, there you go. So I think that'd be cool. But um, but yeah, uh, we both both played that. That's our opinion. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we don't. Well, I should say that's all the games we played this week. Yep. So Other than that, I'm just playing more dark siders but you know i talked about that last week yeah you want to get through two before you tackle three yeah i'm almost at the end so i'll probably have started three by next week 
awesome. But then all the fucking games in the world come out at once, so yeah. then I'll probably oh not play three. We got we got Resident Evil, we got Kingdom Hearts coming out. Like we'll, we'll talk about things. that. We'll talk about that in a minute. All right, you so know yeah. what? There's, yeah. Because we have no classic corner this week, so we're moving right on to new releases. So. I was I was busy and I couldn't think of anything just today, so I was like, yeah, we just won't do one this week. It'll be fine. So new releases: Life is Strange Two, Season Two, I should say, Episode Two, uh, Rules is coming out January twenty fourth, PS four, Xbox One, PC. Uh, so Thursday, which is a really weird day for a game to come out. Um, <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Two. Uh, is the only other game that really comes out this week. PS4, yeah. Xbox One, and PC. January 25th on Friday, so that's obviously what I'll be playing all weekend. You can expect me to talk about that next week. But then you can also expect me to talk about the Anthem VIP demo, which starts on Friday. And I don't know. I'm hoping it's... like I want there to be a decent amount of content there so I can get a good feel for the game, but I also don't want there to be that much so I can play Resident Evil 2 because that on... The following Tuesday, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, and I'm like, I just don't have time for all these games. <laughs> I know. I, I, And the only reason I mentioned the VIP demo is so those that have pre-ordered the game or those that maybe have a code like, you know, hey, it's coming. Like, it's coming Friday. Yeah. And same thing, like Resident Evil, man. Like, I hate that Resident Evil and, and Anthem, which is one of my most anticipated games, like, the, you put this out the same week doing like it's almost like i gotta uh, choose right like right like kingdom arts comes out to the following tuesday why not have anthem the following friday so you have a couple days for each one or something but like they both come out at the same time i'm gonna have to choose which one i want to play first and it's probably gonna be anthem yeah so what i'm <laughs> what i'm gonna do and for those who who follow us on twitch or you know um uh, i usually stream 8 a.m to 11 on um central time uh, Monday through Friday. I'm probably, gonna, but I'm also probably going to stream Resident Evil because it unlocks 11 p.m. my time the night before. So I'm probably going to do Resident Evil that night for a couple hours, at least get in, you know, get into the police station or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, you don't um, know how long that might take with yeah. the rematch. <laughs> yeah, it might be like that's 10 hours into the game. <laughs> I get to the next day, I'm like, <laughs> like, but uh, and then I'm probably going to do Anthem. On that Friday, I'll probably do Anthem for a little bit, and then you and I will probably do Anthem again that night. So yep. um, it's just a matter of priorities. It depends on how much Resident Evil grabs me, <laughs> literally. Zombies. So, um, anyway, that's been this episode. You know, it was kind of a short one, right? An hour, just over an hour, and we um, we uh, we knocked it out. Hopefully. Uh, Anybody who stopped by to, to watch us live. Um, usually we have a classic corner. Uh, but man, it's it's going to ramp up here in the next couple months because all the games are coming out. So yep. uh, if you uh, if you like what we do, be sure you can follow it. You can find this uh, the audio version of this podcast on podcast services. You know, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you know, pretty much wherever you find podcasts. You can catch this on twitch.tv slash silver tryhards. You can find us on Facebook, all our content as well. Uh, Facebook com slash the silver tryhards and uh, any any feedback any questions concerns um the silver tryhards at gmail.com and uh we're also on youtube uh youtube.com slash silver tryhards show and um yeah we appreciate all the support and love you guys have shown us um those of you who stuck with us from the beginning and all of our 
all of our new friends and followers. So um, we look forward to continuing to do this here in uh, 2019. So um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Ryan, you got any uh, any outward messages? Anything you want to say? I'm excited for all the shit coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, um, it's been a good one. And um, you know, we thank everybody again. Woo!